Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East, Hi, hanging with the Nathan teddy bear Nathan on LOTL Radio, the Zone. Take off. And we going fly. It's a pre-game, pre-game, follow the game. We 
taking shots, gunning them down. I call a shooting with star, buy out the bar, another round, and I'm knocking down. Everywhere I go, I'm with the same old clicks. You know, everywhere I go, I hear the same old shit, but I know that I got these niggas slipping, keep them swinging at my car. Throwing in my system, playing scrabble with my wife. No else, no love, life won't take off. It's a pre-game, pre-game, Oh, 
magnificent Lord and mercy Tuesday afternoon Yeah, get lost a little bit of uh, <laughs> Alan McNeil From the group Troop Here in the zone Here in the zone of L.O.T. Radio Man, I had the pleasure Of having this very talented And I mean talented Actor and producer Roughly seven months Before the release of All Eyes on Me And man, the conversation was wonderful very deep, brother. And now he has returned, guest starring, of course, in the new USA Network series, Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac and Notorious Big, being featured on a USA Network starting tonight at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And I can only be talking about one person, the very talented Mr. Dominique. L, yes, Lord, <laughs> Santana. So on behalf of the zone and the teddy bears, my welcome, my pleasure welcoming to the zone, Mr. Dominique Santana. My brother, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, what's going on, bro? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Hey, you know what? The sun is shining and man, congratulations to you, man. It's been a it's been a fantastic almost two years, man. You've been really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Had a good run. Oh man, it's been got, fantastic. Forgive me. I'm in Beverly Hills running around. <laughs> Just left oh, the meeting for being late. I, I, hey, it's a long way from North Carolina, brother. I understand. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's a oh, long man. way away, man. Man, you know oh, one yeah. of the things that I'm one of the things I'm so proud of you is that I had an opportunity to see you know as far as the red carpet party and everything. Man, you have remained. Uh, you've remained humble. You remain level headed. You're not taking any of these things serious. You're just taking it as it comes. And I wanted to ask you, how have you remained to stay so focused? Because, I mean, everything has just been coming at you all at once. Uh, Man, uh, honestly, I have a funny little way of how I describe myself to people. And uh, even on film set, you know, I talk to everybody uh, from from the lowest to the highest. I engage with everybody. You know, we're on the same level in my mind. So I'm always telling people I'm a blue collar actor. <laughs> so, you know, people are like, what, what do you mean by that? What's a blue collar actor? It's just like, you know, I don't, I don't get into all the the same thing and, you know, stealing myself and you know all of that stuff. I, I have a job to do. I come and do it, and uh, you know, I treat people with decency and respect. Period. Well, you know, it's one thing to conduct yourself as a blue collar actor. It's completely different when you have the outside world treating you something more than a blue collar right. act. I mean, man, you are yeah, really yeah. in demand. I mean, my goodness, man. I mean, I had an opportunity to see all eyes on me. You did a phenomenal job, man. I mean, you did Thank a you, wonderful man. I appreciate job. it. And yeah, this I remember is from talking to you before it came out, yeah. man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I got to see, because for me, being from South Central Los Angeles, and being around wow. that atmosphere and running into Suge on a few separate occasions at the Fox Hills Mall. <laughs> and I'm saying, okay, I got to see what's going on. I said, man, he killed it. He killed it. <laughs> the mannerisms. And I said, man, you killed <laughs> You killed Thank it, you, man. man. And now, oh, my pleasure. And then we transcend to this. And can you, can you explain to the listeners out there, what is the difference? I have an idea. But what is the difference between Unsolved and comparing it to All Eyes on Me? Well, uh, with, with All Eyes on Me, you know, that was the, the life story of Tupac Shakur. So it was focused right. on Tupac specifically and only things that had to do with Tupac. Uh, with Unsolved, Unsolved is actually uh, being told, showing you from the perspective of the detectives and investigators who investigated the murders of Tupac and Vicky Smalls. And uh, what happens is initially they start to, uh, they start to investigate Vicky Smalls' death and they start seeing a lot of correlation between some of the same people who are coming up in the investigation in Pac's death. So then they start to see that somewhere these deaths are related, at least the people that are involved in the mix. And uh, so then they go off on this journey to, you know, investigate and, get people to flip and, you know, talk about, try to, you know, get any information they can 
about these guys, but the show is also showing you the relationship between Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur from when they were in the, from the very beginning all the way to the end when they passed. Um, So, you know, you get kind of a a big broader uh, view and idea of what was going on. We know that all we know publicly is like the, the death where the murders were unsolved. That's what we know. You know, we don't know all the reasons why or all the things that took place, the corruption. And, you know, it's a lot that took place out of the public eye and only the, only the investigators actually had the details of it. And so it's been so long now, now they've released that information uh, by way of books and documentaries. And so the the phenomenal team of uh, producers, uh, Anthony Hemingway, Mark Taylor, writer and producer Kyle Long, uh, they linked up with NBC Universal and said, you know, hey, this is the story we want to bring. Of course, they said, why why do we want to do that? You know, again, with all that's being, you know, the stories are being told multiple times. And they said, no, you know, you got to see it from how we're going to do it. And when they showed them, they greenlit it. <laughs> they said, oh, right. yeah, we got to get this out. And they put a lot of budget behind it. So they did it right and spared no expense. So it turned out to be a phenomenal show. Without question, because I knew it was, I said, I knew it was going to be something special because it is very rare that you see Bokeem Woodbine come out of hiding and act <laughs> yeah. like I mean it it's yeah, it's very, an excellent job. Yeah, it's very, very rare that he comes out and does something like this. Then um with so much success, um it's added more incentive for you to to greater heights. Now my thing is how do you break away from that Suge Knight character? Because as facets of you as far as being an actor. People, if people don't right. realize, say, wait a minute, Dominique was acting way before All Eyes on Me and all, way before Unsolved. So how do you right. kind of prevent from being, being typecast in that particular role? Uh, well, the, the good thing is it's hilarious because, uh, you know, once I grew my hair back and started dropping some pounds again and, uh, you know, seeing some <laughs> of my castmates and stuff, and, you know, people were like, you look completely different. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so my look, you know, I'm not, that's not my everyday look. So when you see see me playing Shug, you know, that's not how I look walking around normally. Um, so, you know, that helps me out a lot. And so, uh, you know, if I walked around and, you know, I literally, I, ha- I was bald and kept a beard, then it would be kind of hard to get out of that. Uh, but then, you know, my past record on other different types of characters. And so, I mean, it's something you have to watch out for, but I've been focused on making it clear that, you know, I'm just a good actor. I'm not some actor they found out of the blues who can only do Suge Knight. My thing was, and as I said, I found it so uh, just kind of eerie because you nailed Suge. I mean, you really nailed him. And I know the last time we spoke, you didn't really have an opportunity like to really sit down and converse with this man or get to know right. him. I want, how were you able to pick up the little nuances of his, his attitude, his demeanor, because he has such a huge presence. I mean, he cast a huge presence on screen as yeah. well as in real life. So how were you able to capture that essence of Suge Knight? Uh, just a, a lot of studying, a lot of studying from um, things as crazy as sitting, looking at his picture for an hour at a time, uh, just studying every facet of his face, how he holds his face, studying uh, a lot of videos, looking for candid videos, not just when Suge knew the uh, the cameras were on. I like to find the videos where he wasn't even paying attention to a camera and just being himself and watching how he interacted with Pac and others. Um, and the other thing that really, really helped were meeting people that knew him, you know, or still know him. And I could ask them, because, you know, everybody's, everybody's, you know, if you talk to somebody who personally knows me, they'll probably give you a different account of right. who I am than somebody <laughs> right. that, you know, maybe just been around me a little bit or seen me in public mode, you know, or entertainment mode. Um, so, you know, so same thing. I was able to get a lot of, realistic personality traits from his people he knew 
And so that helped me tremendously because then I could ask them, you know, how did, you know, what, what are some of the, the, the slang terms Suge used to use or did he have sayings that he said all the time? You know what I mean? And they would tell me, like, yeah, he used to say X, Y, Z all the time. Or when he would get mad, he would always say X, Y, Z. Or, you know, like Daz Dillinger helped me out and was like, you know, don't forget don't forget uh, uh, Shook's Twitch. And I'm like, what, do you, what Twitch? You know, he's, like, he's, got a, he's got a nerve problem in his shoulders. His shoulder would always just be going and be twitching. I didn't realize that, you know. And so just little things like that, talking to people who really knew him, you know, people who like him and people who don't like him now. You know, but knew him, you know, and they could tell me all different sides. So I just kind of put it all together from what I saw and what I was told and uh, just from what I studied, man, and it came out good, thankfully. Well, man, again, you did a fantastic job, and I'm really eager to uh, get home this evening and uh, sit down, have me a nice little glass of uh, cognac and a cigar. Yeah, I'm happy with it. And uh, <laughs> check out, <laughs> and check out like this new Yes, Lord. And check out this new series. What is next for Dominique El Santana? Again, it's been a one hell of a year and a half. What's next, man? I mean, what is it that you can do for us? I mean, because you have, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, all the feedback that I've been getting is just as far as just your overall acting, man. People are thoroughly impressed with your acting. So I'm saying, okay, what's next? The brother can act. I know that. So what's next for you, man? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'm also a writer and producer, so um, I've taken some time after Unsolved to focus on, uh, with my producing partner, to focus on some of our projects that we're, we're blessed to, you know, starting to see come to fruition. And so um, we were supposed to shoot a documentary uh, this past year that got canceled due to some government issues in Kenya. Okay. And and then I, le- I had to start Unsolved right after that, so we had to wait and so now we're finally, we rebooted and uh, we got everything rearranged and rescheduled. So now we're about to go to Kenya again in May uh, or finally and shoot that documentary. And then when we come back from Kenya, we'll be going into pre-production on our own uh, feature film that we're producing. Um, so doing that, um, working with some of the networks, I have some uh, television shows I developed. So uh, trying to, we're pitching those and trying to get a show sold. Um, as well as um, I was just talking to a producer about doing this Black Wall Street movie that I've just been an actor in. Um, that's a phenomenal story. It's already got some really phenomenal uh, uh, big actors connected with it. Uh, so they, they want me to be a part of that, which that story, I, you know, I was like, as soon as they said Black Wall Street, I'm like, I'm in. All right. <laughs> <I'm> in. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that's a whole different kind of, you know, style for me. And uh, And then, you know, this, this Martin Luther King movie that's coming up uh, that I'll also be playing a family member that's completely different than other characters you've seen me do. Um, so, and there's, you know, other things on the table. It's a lot, man. We're working. Man, that's a beautiful thing. I remember the last conversation we had, man. One of the things that you said to me that stuck with me, you said, you know what's amazing? You said, once you put something on the table that the network's like, they will open up the vault and money. Because they look at it as a cash cow. They're willing to dole out a lot of money if they know they can make oh, yeah. money with you. And now I'm seeing you now, man. They say, okay, we can make money with Dominic. He, oh, yeah. He's shown that we, oh, we can make money. So, hey, hey, here's the vault right here. Just tell us what you need and what you want to work on, and we'll invest of it. Is it, is it changing to really truly understand the business aspect of how this industry works because a lot of people think it's it's really simplistic. They're going to give me what we want and you know like that. How have you kind of maintained and keeping keeping a even level kill knowing that I really truly understand the business aspect of the entertainment industry? Yeah, uh, you know, one, one of the things I was really fortunate starting my career and everybody doesn't get this opportunity. It's just part of, you know, my story and, you know, a handful of others. But when I started out, uh, my first film was with a producer who he was just starting out. And fortunately, you know, for myself and him, uh, you know, I I kept working hard as an actor and he kept working hard as a producer and doing more and more movies and growing bigger and bigger. And so now, you know, now he's big time, you know, all these years later. And so, uh, you know, I, I was able to spend, because we were friends and not just working together, 
uh, we well, we became friends. And so I was able to come and sit in his offices and, you know, listen to meetings, listen to phone calls, look at how he was arranging his films, watch how he pursued actors and investors and everything else. So I got a, you know, a nice crash course, you know, over a couple of years coming up with the actual film producer. Um, so I learned a lot. It's like I went to school for it, but I didn't, you know, so, and then being on the, you know, on the acting side, the more and more, you know, work I got in and the more my name became known, the more, uh, quote unquote power I began to have in the industry. And so then it allowed me to take my namesake and the knowledge I had gained and all the relationships I had gained and actually put them to use, you know? So, you know, it's not, everybody has that scenario. So, you know, like I said, so if you don't, you know, and you really, really want to be in the film business on the production side, I suggest, you know, going to college and at a a good accredited school for film and learning all those basics. Because I mean, what you learn in, what you'll learn in four years it took me, you know, eight years to learn the hard way. <laughs> so I would suggest yeah. just go to school <laughs> and go that route <laughs> quickly. Without you know? question. But I had, you know, I had no idea. I had no idea I was inadvertently being groomed to also be a producer. You know, so, uh, you know, it benefited me. This business is, is like you, you, you hit it right on the head. People have the common misconception that it's so easy or all you have to do is come up with a really good idea. And you don't know, that's only the beginning of a, a big and long battle. Because <laughs> everything yeah. you see that's put out, even the stuff you don't like or that flops, it's still, even the bad stuff was fought to, you know, be pushed out. You know, so you got to fight for everything in this business. Without question, I go back to an interview that uh, Wesley Snipes gave. He said he came out the, he came out with the original concept of the Black Panther years ago. I mean, years ago, uh, it was actually three wow. to four scripts that he had put out and the the companies did not want to say, you know, we don't want to invest in something like this. We don't think it can make any money. Now, here we are in 2018 and it's breaking all kind of records at the, oh, at the yeah. movie theater. It's, it's, it's incredible to me. For you, do you see yourself, you've already, you, you've already proven yourself as an actor. What do you foresee yourself in the next anywhere between the five, 10 years? Do you feel yourself being more comfortable strictly just being a producer and being behind the camera? Or are you going to try to balance both? Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to balance both. I got a really good producing partner and he eats, lives and breathes this stuff. So a lot of that stuff, you know, the nuts and bolts, you know, it can lead to him to uh, handle. And, you know, he, he's all for it. Like he knows the power of, you know, having that fame and that, that respect in the industry. Um, so, you know, so he's like, you know, by all means, keep doing movies. <laughs> so, you know, so that, that's my first love. So, yeah, so, I, you know, I'm going to keep doing the movies and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, there's plenty of time, you know, when I'm not working on that stuff, he and I work on, you know, our stuff. So it's just balancing, you know, and then sometimes you do have to take a step back and depending on how involved I want to be on our production, you know, take a step back okay. and go, okay, I'm not going to act right now. I'm going to help oversee this production, you know, so just going about it that way. Moderation is key. Absolutely. Oh man, before I forget and let you go, man, how's your son doing, man? I know this is, uh, this <laughs> dad is just doing some wonderful things, man. I know he's proud of you, man. He is. It's funny, man. He's doing good. Thank you for asking. He's, he's beautiful still and, you know, getting tall. And uh, he's so smart, man. So smart. He'll probably be an actor. He's such a little entertainer. <laughs> he knows how to get the attention, and then he knows how to wield it. I'm like, well, you're a scary one, boy. <laughs> you already on it. And so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he he's still so unaware of who I am or, you know, okay. what I'm accomplishing. He's just, you know, I'm just dad to him, so. You know, one day it'll hit him and he'll realize, <laughs> oh, that's my it's dad. A, it's a matter of time, I man. Did, <laughs> yeah, I did. Listening to, listening to his mama, you know, he, he saw, he saw, you know, he seen like trailers and stuff, but listening to his mom, you know, uh, talk about me playing Shug Knight and then I had to stop him from going to school and he's telling his teacher and stuff, my dad is Shug Knight. Oh you know, so of goodness. course they're calling. They're calling home like, uh, right? Why, she's saying his dad is Shug Knight, you know, and then she has to explain like, no, his dad's an actor, you know. Et oh <laughs> so, man, 
That's that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Man, uh, before I let you go, um, I got wind of a conversation or interview that you did with Wavy. And you guys were very, yeah, great actor. You guys have a strong belief that a lot of this stuff that took place with Tupac and Biggie was perpetrated, had a lot to do with the media. And I wanted your specific opinion, not all eyes on me, not unsolved, from you as just as a normal cat sitting back and seeing all the things that transpired. What is it? What is the vibe or the feeling that you got? How do you feel the media played an integral part on both of these very gifted entertainers' demise? Uh, well, you know, just with the media, you know how they always do any controversy. You'll hear about the controversy before you hear about the good things people do. Right. Uh, so, you know, and that was, you know, it was a prime, uh, prime field for controversy all over. So, uh, the more it became, you know, it, it became East Coast, West Coast because, what, you know, one set of guys were from the West Coast or lived on the West Coast, and the other set, you know, were from the East Coast. And so, right. you know, they had they had actual tensions that had nothing to do with East or West Coast. It was just, you know, personal beefs and uh, tensions. And then uh, that transferred once, you know, Biggie, Biggie and Tupac kind of became the face of the beef. Because they were artists, you know, uh, Suge and Diddy, they weren't out there making diss tracks and all that stuff on each other. You know, it became (laughs) a thing of, you know, with Pac and Biggie, you know, well, Pac got shot in uh, New York and there were just, you know, miscommunications and things like that. And he really felt like point that, you know, they made an attempt on his life. And I'm sure that fan was flamed by, you know, uh, others, you know, at the label around them and whatnot and so they just kind of were like it, again it was personal beefs but because of who they were the media seized on it and you know they they labeled it east versus west you know if for death row and for bad boy it was always like you know those, those bad boy guys or those death row guys it was never over oh, the whole east coast or the whole west coast the media took it and made it uh you know so now in this east versus west battle or this East Coast versus West controversy. And then, you know, so people all up and down the East Coast and the West Coast that didn't even know these guys had anything to do with these guys, you know, they just automatically started going, oh, the East hates us? Oh, the West hates us? Oh, okay, well, we're better than you. We're better than you. So you had actual people, you know, getting into altercations. That's not even on Bad Boy or Death Row. But because they were West Coast, they see somebody from the East Coast, you know, it's a beast. And so, and that fan was just flamed by the media because, you know, it's like, like we've seen with Trump now, you know, Trump is, he's so controversial, he's rating, you know, for the, for the media. And so they constantly want to talk about it, you know, and he loves it because he stokes it some more by, you know, throwing out some new controversy to give him something new to talk about. And so it was kind of the same deal. It was like controversy sells. And Death Row and uh, Bad Boy were giving them, you know, enough controversy to run with. And so, you know, know, the more other people got involved, the worse it got. Absolutely. I was getting what I was getting ready to say was, is that speaking from a person, again, from being from Los Angeles, I can honestly say that when I found out that uh, Big was coming to Los Angeles, the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm being I'm being honest, and I've said this to many people, I said when he first came to Los Angeles, I said that cat had some cojones because I said I cannot because everything was so heated up and amped at such a fever pitch when Pac was murdered, and I said yeah. everybody was so pissed off at Bad Boy and pissed off at Big. I said. This cat is coming out here. And I remember a friend telling me, he said, man, I said, I would be shocked if this cat made it out of Los Angeles alive. And I, wow. I remember, I remember, because I mean, it was at a fever pitch. I mean, it was so much hostility. It was ridiculous. And then lo and behold, week after, that's what, when, he, when he got killed. When he got, I mean, it was really bad. 
It was really, yeah, really. I, re- I, re- I remember, um, I wasn't in the West Coast at that time, but I remember him going out there, and it was almost like, like when Tupac got killed, it was a shocker. You know, it right. was like, what? When Biggie got killed, it was like, in L.A., it was like there was yeah. no surprise to that. Yeah. You know, and that, it was and like, well, of course. That was the whole vibe. They said, "Man, I said this dude is coming out here," and I'm like, "I don't." I said, "Wow." I said, "This, this, this is not yeah. a good time. This is not a good time." But man, again, it was a I gamble. Wanna... It was a bad gamble. It was a bad gamble. Some sometimes you got to use your, your 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 common sense and say, "You know what? This is not a good time to make these kind of moves, especially with thing you know when right. the block is exactly. hot like that." It's it's not a good move, man. It's not a good move. But you, man, you have been truly blessed. Everything is coming up roses and man, I'm like, look, you have an open invitation, man. Whenever you decide to make your way down here to Houston, Texas, man, we would love to have you come in here in the studio and uh, do your thing and talk with you. Much continued success. Whatever you need to promote, just let us know and we will help you do Thank it for you. you. I, I love. Oh, man, it's my pleasure, man. And much continued success. OK. Yeah. And thank you. You guys are so great. And. You know, I, there, I have a, I do a lot of interviews, and I don't remember even half of them, but I remember you, and I really appreciate you, man, and, you know, just thank you for rocking with me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Much continued success, brother. Okay, be, hey, don't get caught up in the Hollywood lifestyle, man. You know, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely not, definitely not. You have my word. No matter how big I get, you'll always be able to uh, get me on your show. Oh, hey. Like they said, man, the chicks like the big guys out there, man. Lord and mercy. Oh, yeah. We're we'll the bringing people. them back. <laughs> We're bringing them back. <laughs> we'll bring the Tubby home this time. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, brother. Take it slow and be safe out there, all right? All right. You too, brother. Thank you. All right. God bless. The very talented Dominique L. Santana here. <laughs> In the zone of LODO Radio. Lord have mercy, man. Man, it does my heart good. Like I said, we had this brother on like, yeah, it was way before. Uh, it was like anywhere between four to, no, about seven months before uh, All Eyes on Me was released. And man, it's amazing, man, when you stick to it and handling your business and on that grind, things will happen. And remember, family, the world premiere this evening on the USA Network unsolved the murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. That's at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Okay, that's on the US ne- USA Network starring, of course, Mark Rose is Tupac, Wavy Jones is B.I.G., and of course, my man, Dominique Elson Tanner playing <laughs> Shug Knight. Lord have mercy. We're going to take a little quick two and two. Got a pace of bills. Yes, we do. But in the meantime, let's get lost in some yeah, some Alex Isley with mm, on a few <laughs> here in the zone of LPWDO. Thank you. 
Chauncey, the son of soul, and you listen to the smooth, sultry sound of the teddy bear on LOTL, the comfort zone.
L-O-T-L, thezone.com. Yeah, it's been real. Well, before we close, it's been a wonderful chocolate ride. I want to thank all the many listeners and supporters out there for tuning in and tuning out all the negativity because I've seen the need. I'm here to fulfill those needs. We're going to close it with the latest from the captivating Lord Emerge, Nikki Greer, with her new hit single, Go Slow. Yes, Lord. Here in the zone of LOTL Radio, Lord have mercy. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.